0: The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Laddercanny. Serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend.
1: Well, it's a very good evening and welcome along to another edition of the, the DL Debate. Once again, Brendan, Vinny's and he's So, uh, Osh and Kelly in uh, situ for Brendan tonight, uh, filling the void for about well, the next 40 minutes or so as we talk uh, Gaelic Games action. And uh, coming up tonight on the programme, we've got uh, two very special guests, two all-stars in their own right from their playing days. Kevin Cassidy will be joining us shortly and uh, also John Lynch, who hopefully we have uh, on the line John, a very good evening. How's it going? I'm good not
0: right. You have me here.
1: Yeah, I have you there? And uh, sounded good, John. Um, listen, there's a bit of a spring in the step in the the, the Red Hand County. Uh, of course, you're an all-star with with Tyrone. You wear the the white and red with pride, so you do. And you overcame a big derby at the weekend, so you did.
0: Uh, I really did. Uh, to be honest, Josh, Uh we weren't overly confident going into the match. Like a lot of Tyrone people were weary, but going, going into Buffet. You know it was always a tough place to go to. One obviously we've we've beaten there a couple. I think maybe two years ago was it for the first time. So we, were, we weren't getting there with any great confidence. And obviously the way we we played through the through the the last few games, you know we we weren't we weren't showing much much you know form really to be fair. So uh, you could never, but you could tell by by the way the lads started that they, they obviously had put, got up for the game because like normally when you play Donegal Donegal are up for it, especially in Balbafay. So I think they sort of just tried to get get the foot in first, and we went. They seemed to go for it from the very start. They seemed to be, you know, up for the game from the very very start, and like obviously getting early scores sort of you know, it helps you. whenever you are feeling that way, you know. So yeah, we're up for it, but still, as I say, you know, the confidence wasn't there initially. But now when it's over, you, yeah. you know, everything changes. You know what I am saying?
1: It, but they got a huge left very early on. Like they could have, Strunk, could have had two goals in that game, and and the Canavans are are a are a huge threat for for Tyrone. And once that first goal. Went on, done a goal. We're always chasing the game, so they were,
0: they were, yeah. The first goal went in, and, and Ruri really could have got a second. Uh, the, you know, once once you get the goal, gives you a wee bit of comfort, and and then try and get your cup of, you know, your few points on board. I always be about wary really of getting early goals because it's very, you know, you, you sort of get a goal, and you might relax a bit, and 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 uh, the other team gets one, two, three points, you're back into it again. You know, so it's kind of a point to score. But like the fact that we got a few more points on on the board along with it, Ashin uh, sort of gave us that more. A platform then to go on and get it. Obviously, Donegal You know, had their couple of purple patches as well to get back into it, which was always. You know, I was. Always, I even thought I was still feeling a bit weary about the whole thing going through it. But uh, thankfully, and as you as you just alluded to that, you know, having the two Calvins in there now, like it, it's an amazing addition to the team. Like especially Rory coming in there, uh, obviously not just playing. He's just not playing the way he would have played. Obviously with, with the twenties and stuff. But you know, he's he's in there and he's a, he's a serious threat. So. You know, it was a great addition to have and and the red and white. Like to be yeah.
1: fair, two very young men who are going to have a bright future in football. Listen, some were given man of the match to Dara Canavan at the weekend. Conor Myler. he got it and was a deserving candidate yeah. of it. But there wasn't too many people ma- mentioned. Matty Donnelly, he seemed to control a lot that was going on and has experience told on the day. John,
0: without a doubt, you know I, I, I was just chatting to one of a fellow there, fan of mine, and, and we just like I was. I was just saying that. Uh, I think Maddie's probably having his best year at the minute. You know, it's was one of his best years in the in the Trone strip. So, uh, I w- I'd agree. He, he's pushed like he pushed a few games even earlier on that he could have got man in the match, but he seems to be playing this sort of role that he's, he's like he's he's playing with an amazing amount of experience, obviously, and he, he seems to know when to, when to when to do things. Like he's getting great scores. He's he's back tackling. He's doing a lot of stuff that he didn't do years ago. Like, Maddie wouldn't have been, like, obviously maybe he's playing a, a more of a forward role but years ago. He seemed to have this free role at the minute just to, just to, to you know, to, maybe they're just telling him, look lad, use your head, go and do what we need you to do. And, and Maddie, obviously, as I say, with, with, with the experience that he has, he's been, he's been outstanding, in my opinion, for throwing, you know, in, in every game. The last week I'm off in a few of the games, which sort of surprised me that, he, he, you know, he, he was experienced. But, uh Matty's on, on the on the wrong side obviously at thirty and I suppose possibly they're they're trying to save him because like he, he had a very similar injury to to uh, what uh, McBurdy had there that he ruptured as a kid, he ruptured his hamstring a few years back and he took a long time to get back from that so it's an injury that you be, need to be concerned with and I was sort of sometimes looking at him cringing thinking like he was sprinting after a man wanting to tackle me thinking this man's going to get injured but. Thankfully, he kept going, and, and, as, and, and as you say rightly say, he's he's been immense for Tyrone, especially through these latter stages, like these latter games.
1: Yeah, uh, listen, it's a new format to the championship, and maybe as teams were finding their way through the campaign, would that have been maybe one of the reasons? Do you feel, John, that that Tyrone weren't actually hitting the format we were expecting from them up until the weekend?
0: To be honest, a lot of us in Throne were 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 as as bemused as everybody else was that you know the Throne weren't hitting the form. like uh you know, when you go through the team and you look at our if you look at the way we're we're set up defensively, you know, we we're we're have been happy enough about our, our our say our full back line, half back line was sort of change chopping and changing. You know, we're we're strong enough in the middle of the field now. Like I I would have great time for the two lads in the middle of the field and we had them a couple of scoring forwards up front that you know they're going to get you scores. You you would, you, you would feel that you know you should be there and thereabouts, but you know we just weren't clicking for some reason. There was no there was no like we seemed to lack a bit of intensity really in the games and stuff. And there was we were because like, as, as Tron supporters we didn't know what was going on there. And you know, but as you as as you know yourself, playing football it takes something just to maybe to change things up. And you know, uh, to, paying on on Sunday or uh, on Saturday night was. It was a game that the lads knew they had to get up for, and and I think just we got a good start and that things clicked. You know, and, you know, you can be lucky in football and get them things and 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 make you keep uh, keeps you going. But you know, we, we weren't like even through the league into into them like a championship games. You know, we, we played Monaghan, we played, Monaghan, played Brindley played brilliantly in the first half, let them come into it, and that that theme seemed to run through our games all through really up until up until the last couple. So uh, it was a it was a worry. And, you know, again, even on Sunday, even on Saturday evening there, you know, we had a fairly good first half and we're coming in, coming into the second half. Being wary that, is it possible, this sort of system that we seem to be setting back, setting ourselves back into just, you know, playing the ball around and not, not, you know, not really bringing any intensity to it. There was a worry there, but uh, on on Saturday evening, especially you now that we definitely, uh, we definitely got stuck into it both halves and, and you know, deserve the one to be fair. Like, yeah.
1: Can you do it now back-to-back back for three weeks and try and find that intensity? It wasn't there at the end of the game against Westmeath, uh, so it wasn't, but it came back last week. Now you're going to play for a third week in a row. You think back to the time you were playing football in the Championship, John, you had good enough breaks between games, didn't you? Oh,
0: sake, but, but,
1: but, but now like they're coming, they're coming thick and fast and how's Tyrone going to
0: handle that? Well, I suppose, you know, again, uh, back in our time, there was way less science involved and, and recoveries and and diets and and all different types of things that that are applied nowadays. So like recovery wise, uh, it's going to be a short turnaround. Obviously, we're we're, uh, we're we've got the seven days. We're back on Saturday again. Uh, but I st- honestly, I would I would say, Arsene, we're still okay as far as, as far as that goes, as far as recovery goes. Uh, and you, you know you got you're not going to you're not going to do much this weekend anyway. As far as training goes, it's all about maybe recovery and and videos and whatever else. And uh, playing playing carry playing carry throwing playing carry is a game that. We don't have to. You don't have to motivate yourself to get into a game like that. You know they're All Ireland champions. We know ourselves. Uh, at the minute that you know, thrown of this sort of we thing going on that you know they've they've, got, they've won every match over the or, or big matches with them over this past number of years. So you know that in the back of their mind. But I would be very wary of the fact that we, the year we won the All Ireland, uh, we beat them. The, you know, I would guarantee that that. Uh, Kerry have have this thing in their head that they owe us this big one because you know with, with the COVID situation and all that thing that went on the the, the last the, the last time we won it, uh, I would guarantee that, uh, Paddy Talley's in, in the background there and uh, Paddy would Paddy would know the kind of stuff that goes on and he would be he, I can guarantee there's there's uh, definitely this feeling of uh, we owe this team big one so it's it's going to be a tough game for us in fairness but you know. Uh, Quietly confident that that we can bring it bring it t- to them, and and you know they weren't like in the, in the earlier starts the earlier games they had as well. They weren't they weren't just knocking everybody out either. You know they were yeah. they were a bit wary of themselves, and you know obviously the, against loud they they look good, but at the end of the day they're, they're you know they're rel- still very reliant on on the O'Shea and the, the Clifford. So look, it's 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 a game that I think maybe a lot of train- throwing people actually would have liked to have seen because at the end of the day you got to beat the best. If you want to move on, so why not meet them now? It's probably the best time to to actually meet them, you know.
1: But I'm sure there might be the odd Kerry player that's got it in the back of his head that that Tyrone will be up for this, and they're not going to shy away from the All Ireland champions.
0: Oh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, uh, You know, they're they're good looking at, but I can just we all know now that you know the the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes in every and every group of players. You know, they're going to be they're going to be signalling out different you know, the likes of the Cannavans and, and and especially midfield, the strength we have in midfield there, they're gonna be looking at that and just, you know, with confidence they'll be talking that look, like, we can deal with this and we can handle this and, and, and as I say, always in the back of their mind they know that they owe Tron one with with the COVID thing. There was there was a bit of unrest obviously after we won that match and, and people were thought that there was there was stuff going on, whatever. But so like, you know, that's that's always the kind of stuff that you use to motivate players sometimes. You know, then we things that stick it on the wall and, and you know the kind of things that goes on in changing rooms. So like you know, that's the kind of stuff that'll be going on on Saturday. Uh, but at the end of the day, whenever the ball the ball's thrown in, uh, it's 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 fifteen against fifteen, and uh, there's no doubt about it that I know these home will not shy, shy away from from playing against Kerry as well. They'll they'll be up for it as well. And as I, as as I would know, Brian do her, uh, and it's something I would I would I would have sort of noticed in Brian and his and his management style. There, it's very similar to the, to, the, to the style of he he's played in. Whenever you needed, whenever we needed something in a big game, for instance, an Orange in semi-final, final, Brian Dyer was always the man to step up and give it to us. And it just seems he seems to excel in bigger games. And in management, it seems to be the same. Uh, like against Onigali, he seemed way more, you know, uh, on the on the sideline. He was more animated on the sideline, and that's not something I've seen in, in earlier games. So he knew that was a big game, and he stepped up for it. And I can guarantee, you on on Saturday he'll be, be stepping up into this one as well so you know, that all them things play into, into just the motivation that you need and, and all the arrangements that, that goes on prior to the game but you know, Brian I would say will be gunning for this one as well because he'll have a good record against Kerry as a player so yeah. hopefully hopefully it'll work out
1: Well listen stay on the line we should have called the programme the TYRDL debate tonight because it's, uh, <laughs> it's 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 top heavy with Tyrone but to give it a bit of balance the Donegal man is joining us now he's just logged in uh, I'll start with Donegal of course Kevin Cassidy, a very good evening.
2: How's the farm, those
1: things? Ah, we're not not too bad, Kevin. We're we're a wee <laughs> bit disappointed and and a wee bit down on ourselves after the defeat at the weekend. John, as you can hear him, he's in full flight there. He he's quite happy. But listen, how's it uh, going, Kevin? Good, John. How's the farm? Good, Matt. Uh, well, listen, uh, one of the headlines today in the newspaper and the Donegal News: the turbulence season comes to a close for Donegal. Uh, Kevin, it's. The game itself against Tyrone at the weekend, Donegal—they were always chasing it from the outset, so they were.
2: Yeah, you know, to, to be honest, I thought there, w- there was a big one in us. Um, the performance against Bonham was good, but I felt there was still another one, and I thought that the draw against Tyrone might be what it was needed to get it out. But like you said, there, Oisin, there the goal. Like after that, we were we were never going to win because. If you're chasing Tyrone, they're probably the worst team in the country you could be chasing. You know they're very smart ball players, and you know credit to Tyrone that they turned in a performance and they move on. But for us, it was disappointing to end it like that because things were, were building okay over the last couple of weeks. You know.
1: Yeah, they were certainly starting to move in, in the right direction, but it, it came to an end. It's a, a game that Donegal couldn't close out, and it's the, the end of a of a management as well. Um, Paddy Bradley and of course Aidan work with the guys in charge and they came in for a bit of criticism but you have to give them credit they they put in a shift for Donegal so they did they tried their best for, for, for Donegal football and, and Aidan making the decision to step away and I suppose it was the right one if Donegal's going to move forward Kevin would you agree?
2: Yeah yeah definitely listen and fair play to the two lads for, for staying on because obviously they were part of Paddy Carr's backroom team and then uh, when Paddy was kind of removed, um, to be honest, you, if if that was me in that situation, I would have probably went with him because, you know, you're on a hide to nothing after that. But for, fair play to the two lads, they, they stayed stayed with the boys and they did they did in fairness turn things around. And um, we started to play, you know, better football. We dug out a couple of results, and you know, I suppose like Torom let's be honest, they're just probably a wee bit better than us this than this, than this year. But um. It's just key now Austin, that, that the ball's moved very quickly and we get somebody in place and, and it's a alarm term thing. It's, it's not going to be a quick fix. I think we need to start to get everything in order here. And We have the chance to do it now. It's a, I wouldn't say it's a positive season, but it's, it's a lot more positive than it was earlier on. Yeah, you know? yeah.
1: Martin McHugh said to me at the end of the game on Saturday that the next month is more important for Donegal GAA than what has happened over the last six
2: And I think it's time. Listen, you know as well as I know, Ashton, there's a lot of things going on and a lot of different personalities, a lot of different camps clashing. But I think it's time now that everybody just clears the decks, sits down, tries their very best to kind of manoeuvre our way out of this and and get the ball moving, you know, from from our underage all the way up to our senior management and try and get that in place as early as we can so that they can get the club championships and, you know, maybe unearth one or two other players and, and start to build because, you know, I was speaking to someone before the Toron game, like you think of the players who are not involved this year for one year, one reason or another, you know, we get those boys back and it, it just becomes a, a completely different picture.
1: Yeah. And you would like to see them boys come back, but is that all dependent on who's going to be in charge next year that, that you can encourage this group of wherever there is five or six or seven players to pull on the Donegal jersey again? Is it will will they be looking at it going, right, it depends who's going to be in charge of this Donegal team?
2: I, don't, I I would hope not, Ashen. To be honest, with you. I know like boys take years out and they do things, but like I don't think like if I was still playing, I wouldn't be sitting back saying, "Oh, I'm going to wait to see who the manager is." If you want to play for Donegal and you're passionate about playing and you want to put yourself out there and test yourself to the best of your ability, then you'll you'll ruin behind whatever's there. So I would like to think that the lads who stepped away and maybe travelled this year and did different things, I would like to think that come club championship, they would all be back here biting to get to get back to their best, you know.
1: Yeah, hopefully we'll see that. John, what was it like for a man from a neighbouring county watching in, in Donegal and watching this year on un- unfold? Because at times Donegal were really on the rack, so they were both on and off the field.
0: Well, uh, look, we're all gales at the end of the day, Ashin, and, and uh, it was nothing it's nothing that any man would have been pleased to see. I was certainly wouldn't have been happy to see what was going on. Uh Donegal were always uh, you know, and I'm, they're always a <laughs> they're always a thorn, for instance, in our side, and and uh, it's not something that when you when you see it happening, it's not something you want to see. And uh, I've been more, I've been sort of disappointed of of the way it all went, the way it all sort of went went, went to the press and stuff too. It just seemed it seemed to open up too much. And and uh, if I had been done a goal man, to be fair now, I would, I would have been unhappy about the way the whole, the whole thing just opened up. You know, uh, it just left it wide and bare open that people could see in and. I would prefer to have seen it been held, and handled a wee bit, sort of more closed door to deal with it at least. At uh, left you at left very wide open for everybody to sort of look in and see what's going on at Donegal football. But uh, as I say, definitely it was it was it was something that uh, I know myself personally. I wouldn't have, I not and I know that a lot of the tone lads that I am speaking to, it's not something they like to see happening, uh, especially with with the uh, with the your youth side of things that like the the, the the development squad at the end of it. Uh that's the that's that's the big role. That's the biggest thing that needs to be fixed because you know, that's the conveyor belt of, of what you have had over this past number of years. And uh like car was doing obviously doing a great job there with them. So it's it's something that you obviously need to get that that to me was is the most important thing to get fixed. Like I'm involved myself at at, at Development Squad and Throne and I know myself what it takes to, to get it right and obviously it takes a lot of it takes a lot of finances, it takes a lot of lot of hours for lads to work at it. So you no, know, that needs to get back on the road again as well, and uh, start putting players back on the road again, putting, yeah. you know, back on that conveyor belt that obviously you have had, you know, very successfully, and it needs to keep going. But it was it obviously uh, definitely not something that was that I was happy about, and I know a lot of tone boys. I mean, know, look, look, we're all gales at the end of the day. You don't want to see stuff like that happening. Yeah,
1: and if we just if we just actually touch on the Derry Monaghan side of things at minor level. It's an all Ulster yeah. all Ireland final this year, which is fantastic for the, for the province, but. Another model to look at is the way Derry have pulled their players through over the last number of years.
0: That's right too. They've done a lot of work in the backgrounds as well. Which you know, again, you look at it's, it's, the proof is in the pudding. When you look at Derry, Derry have done it, and, and they've obviously come through. Monaghan always, Monaghan always like I've been involved in the development squad. they were always a team very, very hard to beat, and uh, they they have the work done, and they they have some great players coming through. They've, ha- they've had that as well. And like Tyrone, we were like we were sort of, you know, beaten. Uh, by uh, and and then and the minor championship this year as well, and we were there and thereabouts too. So like we were there as well, but like as I say, the Donegal said if Donegal had a, a decent minor team, I thought was it last year? You had a decent minor team. So like that's they're still there. But you know when you look at uh, when you look at all that and you look at Derry and 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 sitting in the Northern Final this year, Ulster Ulster youth football is is, is 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 coming through brilliantly. Like really, you know, as I say, Throne were still there and thereabouts. Donegal were there a couple of years ago. Like so it's. It's brilliant to see that coming through because from an Ulster's perspective, uh especially when you look at even at this latter at this stage of, of 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 these quarterfinals now, there's you know, there's four teams involved and you've got you've you've you have down in the and the Talsic Cup as well, which is which is great to see for Ulster. So like long may it live long may it keep going the way the way uh the work has been done at underage stuff, but I say back to Donegal that that is is, is uh Kevin just said it's it's yeah. everybody needs to get together here now and, and get that all sorted. Yeah. Like,
1: and, Kevin, we need our best coaches in the county. Luke Bart was our minor manager. He's now training Locke McCrory up in, in, in Toronto. Is involved. Yeah. So, it's key, is it, Kevin? Do you see that these good coaches that we have, that we keep them here? Uh,
2: definitely is, Austin. Awesome. Listen. Stuff's happened in the past. Like nobody can fix that now. Like it's no, there's no point looking back. I think we just have to move forward. And maybe some people need to acknowledge that there was mistakes made and hold their hands up. And then get these guys back. Like you, you want to be Luke Barrett there, and obviously Mark's down Roscommon and Paul Dorkins down Sligo, Mc McFadden. You know, it's not as if we don't have good fellas. Uh, Austin. it's just about getting a structure in place and getting people in place who might entice these lads here. Now, Carol was doing that and, you know, that was a, a, probably a massive reason why a lot of them new lads were involved because, obviously, if a former teammate approaches you and he's got a good plan and a good vision, you're, you're rowing behind him. So, it's key now that whatever happens going forward that we do try and pull as many of those boys back as
1: possible. Yeah. Kevin, if Brendan if any was sitting in this seat tonight and we've, we're on this topic of Donegal moving forward and obviously they'll they'll be advertising for a manager at some stage down the next couple of weeks, he'd be asking you, would you be thinking of taking on the senior job? Is is that a position that would interest you, Kevin?
2: Definitely not, no. I I've made it clear from when I finished that it's not something that I have any huge interest in, I to be honest, because it's... A, it's a twenty four seven job, and uh, and when you're in it, your whole life is, is it takes over your whole life, and it's just a route that I didn't personally choose to go down. Um, I do a wee bit of coaching here with the underage in my club, but that's a but. Yeah. But there is guys who who that appeals to them, Ashen. Do you know what I mean?
1: And, Isn't it an attractive yeah. job now, Kevin? Given everything's went on over the last couple of years,
2: I think if you are an ambitious manager and co- coach, it's the ideal time to take the job, because you know you're starting at rock rock bottom, Um everybody hopefully should ruin on behind you. And, you know, after the mistakes that we've all made here in Donegal, you know, if we get the right person in and he sets out his plan and it's a three- or a five-year plan, then, you know, it's, for somebody who is in that game and who's interested in, in coaching and managing, I think it's a great time to take the job.
1: Yeah. Well, if you look at the the player profile that's there of of, of Donegal, we're coming into a situation that create like cube McFadden, for example. If you were to get Ryan McHugh back, Kieran Thompson, Michael Langan's now what? mid-twenties. So, uh, so th- these guys are all at a stage in, in their career that they'll be thinking to themselves if I'm going to try and give this another another big go here, that's going to have to happen very soon in the, in, in the next couple of years. So having that core of player there and staying there Kevin would be key.
2: Definitely, but and you look at those boys Austin, like, they've got massive experience in the bank you know, they're on the road for a long time but they're still only young, like old Van Geller these boys, you're Ryan McHugh's So, like, I think I was talking to something before the Toronto game. There's seven players who are good enough to be playing for Donegal who are not at the minute. So, once you bring that seven in, you know, for, like we said, some of them are injured, some of them come back for injury, some of them chose to take a a year out. But if we can entice all those back, which I'm sure it will happen, then Donegal are in a very good place to start off the year.
1: Yeah. Uh, Just in relation to the goalkeepers, what did you make of the way they played at the weekend? I know uh, Sean Patton actually got a red card towards the end. John um for obviously kicking out at the at, at the player his name escapes yeah. me that, that that was in front of uh, of Patton when he was Michael, Ma- 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 Michael, Michael
0: McKernan Michael
1: McKernan, Michael yeah. McKernan yeah. And yeah. uh no, listen, the referee could have booked McKernan for blocking Patton was what was the other well, side. When,
0: uh, when you when you look at it yeah. uh, probably the probably the, the, the ref might not have seen the whole incident. Yeah. Uh or maybe or maybe I'm, I'm not sure whether it was Lanesman or seen it, but yeah, he definitely definitely was and him for hitting the freeze it was, you know, he could have been booked for he could have been booked himself for that. Mm. Uh, and it, and it, uh, to be fair, it wasn't it wasn't that. I suppose you're, when you when you kick out, you, it's a, it's a it's an offence, but it it wasn't too it wasn't too rough. Now to be fair, yeah. like
1: uh, I, I was going to ask you, what did you make of the the goalkeeping performances this season? Are you one of these that's in favour? I've seen uh, Mister Morgan come wandering out and hanging around up around the middle of the park and up in the the forty five of the opposition end, and yeah. we see Patton do it and Rory Begg and this doesn't and O'Shea Lynch? They're all at it now, so they are particularly all the Ulster goalkeepers. Is that something yeah, that you agree with? Yeah.
0: Well, to be honest with you, I, I'm always one for for uh, things evolving. To be fair, and like you know, it's it's it's, in a, it's, a, it's something that's gonna it's gonna like it's gonna keep on going unless unless they they, they go and they set up some sort of a rule to, to prevent it, but. Look, at the end of the day, it's, 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 it's evolution. It moves on. It moves the game on to a different level. I actually think it's not bad. I don't have anything against it, uh, especially when you look at the man playing for like he he's, he's an outfield player initially. Uh, he, he gets involved so well. And I even believe, uh, I'm, I wasn't at the match, but I think Steve McMillan <laughs> came on so yesterday for the Red Shoes for a while. And I think he started out in goal and, and started going forward as well. So, yeah. like, everybody's at it. <laughs> You're right. But at the end of the day, it, it, it is... It, 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 it's a kind of a situation where now. It's, it's nearly needed. Like these, these guys are sort of coming in. They're standing in there, maybe as a, as a sweeper on a big kick, especially against Tony Gall. You, like we had to have. Like his kicks are are some amazing. He's got a long distance. He puts the ball over the midfield and having the likes of Morgan standing in that in that area, it kind of it sort of deflects him from doing that. So that that's the kind of things that's going on. And like Morgan, Morgan, I've seen Morgan playing for for Eden Park at the field. He's he's a top class player at the field. You know, if he probably put enough effort in he probably could you know make that one team as a player so you know there's no there's no worries about him going out the field like years ago lads have done goals were goalkeepers and and they're you know they're uncomfortable that they weren't they were like you uh, know, uh, lost at sea really when they, when they went out the field with with, with, a, with a solar on so lads are comfortable doing it now uh and so but i personally think it's good and i'm I like I'll, I'll actually think it's it actually it's helping the game a bit as well it's bringing it's bringing more sort of uh, excitement to that to that end, especially when when you if you get caught out. Remember but caught against uh, against Galway, and uh, that makes for a bit of, a bit of, a bit of laughing as well. But at the end of the day, it's it's it, to me it's 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 moving the game forward a wee bit more. Uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be a fan of of them bringing in rules to stop it, but unfortunately that's, that's yeah. the talk at the minute that they maybe are. You know,
1: yeah. uh, are you going to incorporate that sort of thing into the Gidor reserves, Kevin? Get <laughs> no, I don't think but fun- <laughs> funny enough we
2: played last two weeks ago on a in a Guilter or a league match yeah. Or Nillis was our keeper and-, and Mark McHugh was their keeper so I don't uh, know what the hell's going on but that's-, <laughs> that's the way
1: things are going anyway that's it listen we're going to take a, a, a quick commercial but before we do actually John asked Kevin uh, a question earlier we talked about the best players in the county probably some of them not making themselves available this year for Donegal and should they next year um, what's it like in Tronas and you've lost a lot of bodies over the last couple of seasons after he's won the all Ireland, but I, I yeah. do you feel that the best players in Tyrone are pulling on the jersey at the minute, or is there more that could come out?
0: Oh, well there is a there is a few more. I'm not sure that uh, the likes of the likes of Bradley from La Lahorne was a big loss. He was one of the biggest losses we had and he's still about there, but he's after go, he's gone to America there. But uh there is one or two players still that are there that could be part of that squad. But like at the end of the day, uh I always say like if, if if you do want to be part of a squad, there's no point in even considering being being brought in because at the end of, at the end of the day you're going to be needed and you're going to be needed to commit and you may not be you may not be getting a, a first team position, so you're going to have to be able to sit and and, and watch that because like if you look at throwing this year like McGarry and, and 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 a couple of the lads that have, have won All earnings, they, they sat on the bench and were, you know they didn't they didn't puff or puff they didn't move away so like that's a part and parcel now of of of, of county football you, you may not be the first fifteen but. You have to believe that you know that the squad is, is 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 what what it's about, and you have to stick at it. And you know, there's 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 there definitely lads in the throne that could be still making the team, whether or not they've been been overlooked, or whether they don't want to play, or whatever. There's still a few lads there, but I would be happy enough with, with the squad that we have at the minute. The, the likes of uh, uh, Kieran McGeary getting back in and stuff like that. I think that's what we need. We need them lads back in playing well again and uh, make room for other lads coming in. Then you know there's. there's... <laughs> It's tough for some young lads coming in and seeing sitting down beside the likes of McGeary M- M- on the on the bench. You know, it's it's it's, uh, it's tough for them. But at the end of the day, yeah. you know, if if uh, there's other lads taking their place, that's the way it is. But there's definitely lads out there and Throne that I know they're talking about two or three lads that should be in but and they're not in. And even recently we we lost uh, young uh, young the keeper walked away and uh, from Ahiar that man, Gallon walked away and and uh, another man from Carrick Moore walked away. But look, there's nothing we can do about that. I guess what's going to happen. And, and in Donegal, some you know, similar things have sort of happened there. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, if, if Laz will play for the club, and let them go if they're not prepared to make the commitment there's no point in trying to have them in there either because they're not going to be they're not going to be there when you need them really
1: yeah okay we'll take this break guys Uh, stay on the line when we come back we're going to look at the the draw of the quarterfinals of the All-Ireland Series
0: The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letter Kenny serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen and there's free admission entertainment every weekend
1: Yeah, you welcome back to the DL debate. Osh and Kelly sitting in for Brendan Devaney who's on his travels once again. I think he's in France or somewhere uh, this week. But uh, I'm taking charge of the seat, and I'm joined by two former All Stars, Kevin Cassidy from Donegal and Tyrone's John Lynch as we look at the final draw for the All-Ireland Series now John we spoke earlier on and we got your thoughts of Tyrone taking on Kerry and it's a game that Tyrone definitely will be up for um, what's your thoughts on on that tie the Kingdom against the Red Hand County Kevin there's, there's loads of history here between between these two sides and it's uh, going to start things off with a cracker at the weekend
2: yeah listen if, if you handpicked these pairings you couldn't have done it any better I don't think and um Obviously, what what uh, Kerry and Tyrone and the history, the last you know ten, twelve, fifteen years between the two clubs or two the teams, sorry, you know I I think it's a it's I don't know John I think it's it's a draw that would make suit Tyrone. Um, it kind of fell away the last couple of weeks, and obviously a big one against Donegal making them back on the road, and, and like what better way to to try and kickstart your year again. With a game against possibly the favourites for the All Ireland after mm-hmm. their performances last year, so I think it's a great tie and it'll be it'll be a cracker of a game. Yeah.
1: If Tyrone were to win that on Saturday, would they be seen as genuine All Ireland contenders, John?
0: Uh well, obviously you're beating All Ireland champions from the year before, so you know obviously the bookies would would be having you their favourites as well. But uh, I would be still. A, Personally, I'm very, I'll be we'll but wary of Dublin this year. I think Dublin could be a team that could be the could be the the team that to, to show shows how it's done. But uh, we would be possibly marked as favourites for it. But uh, that's that's a long way to go yet. Yeah. We've, we have a lot of work to do before we get get to that position. It's
1: going to be a different type of game for them against Kerry than it was against Donegal at the weekend, Kevin.
2: Yeah, obviously the, the big thing is we wouldn't have had, I suppose, a handful of out and out getters Whereas this Kevin. Every team can hurt you from all angles, and like if they click and the big thing obviously is the Clifford not just Warren Clifford, but the two of them, who takes them out of the game because for me, they're key. I think potty's even more key than than David because he pulls the strings for David and he supplies the ball, so like you know there'd be so many interesting things and in, and pairings and matchups and what have you, but like think of Tyrone in the past when they've been written off that's when they're at their most dangerous and when they see that Kerry jersey there's something just comes out in them and um you know Kerry Kerry are going to be have to be on, on the the Ray game this weekend
1: yeah connor mailer was obviously given a job at the weekend john to stop the running of Owen ban gallagher as the player that's going to take up potty Clifford and then hamsy will be the man to go and david
0: yeah well mailer's been given that role uh, anytime we play Kerry he gets that role for potty he's played him we he played him and uh, and the and the league as well this year uh, and we, and the All in final two uh, two years ago he done it as well so he, he gets that role and he and and that's when I always think that like Myler had a great game at the weekend because he was given that role I, like I've watched Mailer this year maybe through the league and stuff and he, he, you know he doesn't be may given maybe a role as in to mark someone and he doesn't seem to have that much influence on the game when he does that but when he's given this role to mark a player I think he, sort of, he excels in it you know and it, uh, that, to me that'll be that'll definitely be his role against Kerry on on, on Saturday so like, I would be happy enough about him and Potty at the minute has come back into Potty has uh, Potty's like I've always raved about Potty Hamsey being one of the best defenders we've had for a long long time and he, again he, he would be he would be he would be licking his lips to get Mark and, Potty, to, to mark and Clifford as well so you know, I'll be happy enough about that, but you've, you've Sean O'Shea as well, sitting there as well, and there's, you know, there's, <laughs> there's still 10 of top class players and, and the K team without them too as well. But obviously the, you know, the, the most talked about and, and like with, with Clifford the score, his scoring ability, just, you know, it's unreal, but I'll be, I'll agree with Kevin about that, that the other Clifford is definitely, he, he's, he's the engine room of the team, makes a lot of stuff happen, gets a lot of scores himself. So like, Myler will have to be on his A game to, to be, to be, to be looking after him. And like, Ben Gallagher, in my opinion, I think he's one of the greatest footballers going forward. In it. I've watched him through the years there, and he and, he, and done a fairly good job on him at the weekend as well. So I would be confident enough that that, uh, that Maitland will build a uh, look after party To be fair, yep.
1: Listen, uh, Kevin, we were hoping to be talking about Donegal in the quarter final today, but that's not the case. It's it's all about Tyrone. <laughs> uh, I suppose the weak link and Kerry, if there was going to be anything, it's their full back line. Darren McCurry and Darragh Canavan will definitely be up for this at the weekend. How do they handle them two?
2: Yeah, definitely. Like we've said in the past, Josh and many times, that, oh, that this Kerry team can be got it in the full back line. And these two boys are, and then you have the other chairman as well, which is, you know, when he when he's introduced, it's just a different dynamic altogether. But, you know, they'll definitely test this Kerry full back line. There's no doubt about it because these two lads, if they get the ball in their hands, they're, they're just, they can make things happen. So that's the big thing for Tyrone is how they set up and how they try and isolate these these lads up front and try and get as much early ball to them as possible because, over the last number of weeks, you've seen Kerry going back to the team, just kind of defending that won them the All-Ireland last year, so you're going to see that, um, especially against Tyrone, you'll see that this weekend, you know yeah.
1: There there was inevitable there was going to be an All-Ulster tie, given that there was four teams of course, involved uh, from Ulster in, in the last eight of the All-Ireland series, Armagh against Monaghan, um, Monaghan wouldn't be seen as being on top form at the minute compared to Armagh who were going on off the back of beating Galway How's this one going to go,
2: Kevin? Again, I think both camps will be delighted with this one because like, you have a chance to get into a semi-final and both of these teams will be training this week fully confident that they can beat each other. Um, whether it's, you know, if a Monaghan was going in against a Kerry or a Dublin, I don't think that would be the case. So it's a great draw for both, both camps. I agree with you. I've seen Monaghan a few times this year live. They're just don't seem to be at the same level as Armagh but then they can go and pull out big results when need when needs be like, like last weekend so it's going to be a really tough one I do expect Armagh to come through I just think that they're, they're a wee bit further ahead in their development uh, in terms of where they're at with under geezer and stuff but I think it'll be another hum, humdinger
1: Yeah what's the two sides is Croke Park going to sit in that one John?
0: Well as I say I agree there with uh, with Kevin and what he's saying about, about the, the fact that they're happy to have each other because you know that you know, down the line, if, you're playing, if they were playing Kerry or playing Dublin or whatever, it'd be a different whole different approach to them. They know they know each other very well. They've, like, they, they've played obviously and many a time. Uh, but uh, the fact that Armagh have they seem to have this amazing hunger at the minute. That and look, they're laced with some crit players, when the and them boys. They're laced with classy players. They'll get scores from. But. Monaghan are the, as we all know, Kevin. I'm sure you've played against them yourself. They're one of the most dogged team you'll ever play against. They will knock out a score. They will knock out a a, you know, a goal against the odds. Oh, they're the best team I've ever seen doing that. So you know this is not going to be easy for Armada to win it. But again, I would agree with with Kevin. I fancy Armada to it, but Monaghan will not will not be easy to knock out of this. And like you know, the likes of. The likes of McManus coming in subs and stuff like that get a lot of scores for them. They're still very, they still very experienced lads in there that can get them scores. Uh, I just feel that they have maybe uh, like against Tyrone, for instance. We just we we had a first half we were way too good for them. Second half they just got it together, and that's what that's what they're about. Uh, so this is what Armagh would need to be very very wary about. You know, they're are kind of a team that can go on and out of it as well. So. They need to be on their... The, the, our man need to be playing their top game to be beaten on this weekend. But I would agree with Kevin. I would just fancy them to do it at this stage.
1: Yeah. You mentioned the team being dogged. I think it's fair to say the most dogged team of the last couple of weeks has to be Cork. How big a threat are they for Derry, Kevin, and the, the third of the quarterfinals, which is the opener on Sunday?
2: Yeah, obviously, the massive improvement in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I don't think anybody expected them to, to get the result that they did at the weekend over us but... You know, again, from a Derry point of view, I think they'll be happy with their draw. Um, I, I think they're well capable of beating Cork and getting back into another semi-final, which would be their aim from the start of the year. Yes, um, Cork have been dogging; they've got some danger men, and you know, but I just think that Derry system, Derry structure, their know-how, um, just how comfortable they are playing that game that they play. I just, I, I just don't see Cork troubling them. Yeah,
0: yeah. Is that a good draw for Derry, John? Oh, without a doubt, I would, I would agree. Game with Kevin. I, I just think, uh, look, I, I haven't seen much of Cork this year, but I've, I've seen one or two of their highlights of their games and stuff, and they look good. There's some great players, big, massive team, but but might actually go against them against D- Derry because Derry, are, this system that Derry have, this high intensity, moving the ball quickly, and having the likes of McGuigan in the in the forward line, they're they're, like, they're just perfect for Crook Park. Uh, I, I have a funny feeling now that Derry will. Derry will get a, a a good score against them. I just don't. I don't see Cork putting it up to, to Derry this weekend at all. To be fair, like, yeah. it's, it's a it's a good it's a good draw for Derry because like, they're best them and sitting in the northern semi final.
1: Yeah,
0: and no, no, after all they've went through with the manager and stuff, they're they're uh, they're well through there at the minute.
1: Yeah, well, listen, there's a good feeling in Tyrone at the minute, but. If you were waking up, waking it up when you were a Mayo person this morning, Kevin, uh, the way they have bounced back following the defeat at the hands of Cork and then to beat one yet again in Salt Hill. I how many times was, I think it's five ones in the last six matches they've played in Salt Hill that they've the beaten Galway, but what a turnaround by them. And they're very much back in contention again for this All-Ireland, so they haven't been written off a couple of weeks ago.
2: They are. Do you know what? They're just, I don't know how to describe them, but I, I seen them earlier on when they played against us and I, I was really impressed by them in the league. They were powerful, fit, strong, a very, very strong panel. And then they had a, a couple of freak results. And then against Galway, to be honest, yeah, I thought Galway would have too much for them. I thought they, their panel would be too strong for them. And I thought, especially with the game of Salt Hill, but then typical Mayo, they just turn in the performance and they, they grind out the result again. Going on against Dublin... I think it's going to be a different animal. Um, I agree with John. What John said earlier on there, but the Dubs, like the, the Dubs, are coming out of nowhere. Nobody's talking about them. They're building slowly. They're leaving their, their some of their top guys on the bench the last couple of weeks and and, and kind of easing them into it. So, is there another massive performance in, in Mayo and can they upset the, the Dubs? In, you know, again. So I don't know. It's hard. It's yeah. hard to know. But, credit to them for, for bouncing back and, and and getting back to the stage because I personally thought they were maybe on the slide after the one or two bad games that yeah. they had. But again, in typical Mayo fashion, they're back.
1: Yeah, we all thought, John, that Mayo had, had peaked far too early and, and the one against Kerry was their peak and then they were starting on, on yeah. the slide again. But that's not the case today. And there's a sort of similar situation with Kerry um, and, and Tyrone, the history that's there. It's the same yeah. for the Dubs and Mayo. Oh,
0: there definitely is. And like, you, know, like if you as you say, that people thought they peaked early. Like, you know, they went out of the championship. Very, went out of the, the college championship very early, and that was a disappointment for them. They sort of regrouped, they got back, and they played well again. It's been such an, an up and down season for them. It's just amazing. And like when you really analyze the match yesterday, uh, I thought Galway we were very poor. I thought like you know, like you know the, the forward lane they had, and they lost your man at, at halftime. The big what you call him, uh, uh, I can't remember his name now. The, the full forward, they lost him at halftime, and then well, the the, the, the old lad. He was it was it wasn't hitting the freeze well I uh can't remember the name of it now because But like, they were losing they were losing a lot of scores and Mayo just took like the second half they just took them to the to the cleaners really in my opinion. They ran at them, they had no answer and uh they're back at they as they they're back at it. Against the dubs now it's gonna be a different story because the Dublin are as I, said, I was saying earlier, I just feel that you know, they're coming quietly, whether or not the Galvin thing is still with them there. That the, that that sort of invinci- invincibility thing that they had way back then. Whether or not they'll they'll, they'll have that, but I just feel that they're they're forward lane at the minute. There's you know there's there's they're five six lads there now it, it would get on any county team. And midfield wise, they're still you know they're still the top midfielder in, in Ireland there with them. Uh, I just feel that the Dubs have probably got maybe a wee bit too much again for Mayo. But you know this this Mayo team, you will never write them off. Like they're they're always there and thereabouts when it comes to. You know, when they're backed against the wall, <laughs> they're going to produce. So, I'll say this probably will probably be the most attractive game of the weekend if them all. I think the Dubs and Mayo.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's the reason that the, the national broadcaster stuck it on at what time, four o'clock on Sundays, as as the big one for, for television. So, then, John, before we just finish up, give us your four semi finalists in the All Ireland Championship. What's your prediction?
0: Well, t- Kerry, t- Kerry throwing match, throw match uh, look, I, I'm quite confident Throne could do it. I definitely fancy Armagh to, to beat to beat Monaghan. I go with the Dubs against Mayo and a, and Derry definitely against 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 Cork. So uh, <laughs> I'm not sure how do they have to be regrouped or re, redrawn as well? and Then to play in the semi or do they, who do plays who? I
1: wonder. That's a very good question, Kevin. Do you know
2: that? I think that the draws the draws are already yeah. done. I'm not I'm sure right. who it is, but I think it's yeah. done. Yeah, the paths made out. But I would I would like to see Tyrone I I just don't know if they have enough to keep like we spoke earlier on about keeping the Clippers quiet but and then you have to look at your O'Shea's and your Guineas and your Brosnan's and these lads there's just for me there's too many men to tie down um I would go Kerry, Armagh, Dublin and Derry
1: this weekend. Okay then so uh slight bit of difference there but listen gentlemen that's it from the, the DL debate uh for tonight uh Kevin Cassidy many thanks for joining us you you're enjoying the underage training are you?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's about the height of it now. It's not as yeah. stressful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and John, you like been involved, you're like involved? you involved with the development set-up in, in, in Tyrone, so uh, it's something that's keeping you busy. Oh,
0: yeah, well, I'm with the Red Hughes there as well. I'm tearing the Red Hughes, so I have May and, and Donegal side of things as well there.
1: <laughs> Very good. Well, listen, gentlemen, uh, as always, uh, thanks for your time and thanks for joining us in the DL debate uh, tonight. And we look forward to the All-Ireland quarterfinals. Brendan Devenny will be back in the hot seat unless he decides to take an extension on his holidays, but he's due back in here next Monday for a, another DL debate. He will, of course, be recapping the, uh, the quarterfinals of the All-Ireland Series. Our next sport here in Highland is tomorrow morning after the 30 news. So for me, Osh and Kelly, what's left of your Monday? Enjoy it. Have a very good evening.